Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Happy Spouse, Happy House podcast. I am very excited to be kicking off episode one. And episode one is going to really be laying down those foundational steps, those foundational points that are going to set the tone and the stage for this whole podcast. When you build any kind of structure, you don't start with the roof or the walls first. You have to build the foundation in order to build up strong what you're trying to do. And these few points are going to be very important throughout the entire duration of this channel. And I just want to start each episode with a little prayer and just having God be an influence in this channel. I want it to be his will and his way because I, again, I tried to do this by myself and I need God's help in order to share what it is that he wants me to share. So I just want to say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you show me what you want out of this channel and this episode. Father God, I ask that you give me the strength and the wisdom and the discernment on how to speak to couples about what it is that you want for them. Father God, I just ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up and pour out the blessings, pour out the knowledge, pour out the inspiration that you want couples around the world to hear. Father God, I just ask for you to touch my heart, my mind, and that all the words that come out of my mouth be of you. Father God, I, I hope and I pray that you can touch the lives and the people on the other end, God, and I just ask that you fill those people who are listening right now with your Holy Spirit. I pray that you protect them from things seen and unseen. I pray that you help rebuke any devil's spirit that is in their household, in their marriage, with their children. Father, I just ask for your divine protection. And God, I, I just ask that you show these couples what a blessing marriage is supposed to be. Help them restore, transform, and revive their marriage to be the blessing that it can be, that you intended it to be. God, I ask that you just work on our hearts and work on our minds and open us up to what it is that you want us to know and what you want us to find out about each other and our spouse. I ask all these things in your name. Amen. I think we really just kicked this off in the right direction because the first foundational step, the key to all of this is God at the center. God has to be at the center of your life and your marriage in order for it to be what God intended it to be. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, I don't, I don't either believe in God or, you know, our marriage is great and God's not at the center of it. And that's fine for you to say that. But I don't think people realize the magnitude of how blessed a marriage can be when both people have God at the center of it. The marriage triangle 
and I'll describe it for you because I don't have an illustration, but God at the center of your marriage is, and the triangle of marriage is, imagine a triangle. And at the very top, the tippy top of the triangle is God. And on the bottom of each end is the husband and the wife. As the husband and wife grow towards God up to the point, they're coming together. So we need to remember that God ordained marriage as, as a beautiful thing that he created. It's between a man and a woman and their intimate bond together. And I think a lot of couples are missing this key factor. They're missing God being at the center of their marriage. Because if you read what the Bible talks about in terms of husbands and wives, it's really talking about mirroring how Jesus acted and responded and was toward the church. And he obviously was a divine, wonderful man who his whole life was dedicated to sharing about the Father and, you know, being that example that we are supposed to mimic. And it's great and dandy to have a marriage that's just a good marriage where you don't put God at the center. But I don't know about you, but I want a great marriage. I just don't want some run-of-the-mill, mediocre, worldly marriage where it's nice most of the time, but there's a lot of fights, there's a lot of hardship, there's a lot of anger. I don't want that. I've had that. I, I personally don't want that anymore. I want to know that my husband is striving to be a godly man. I want my husband to want me to be a striving to be a godly woman. I want to be an example for my children that when they grow up and they see that example, that they go and mirror it and then they go into a marriage and they can skip all the crap that we had to go through. All the emotional immaturity and the poor spirituality that we had and just knock all that away and just be able to have a very pure and honest loving marriage i know i've talked to many people whose husbands are not uh seeking god as they should and same with men having women that are not seeking god and i think if we if we just use that as a foundation for this and say listen we need to be seeking god seeking what he wants for us because while we are married right we are in a marriage with somebody else we are also our own people and god has different gifts and talents and skills for each person so while you may be in a marriage where you know you guys are compatible or maybe not you still have your own skills and your own talents and all these things that god gave you that maybe you and your husband really mesh well together he, he picks up where you lack and vice versa. But we have to be striving every day to try to be the best version of ourself. And that is seeking God through it all. Because if you don't know, you know, who you are, it's harder to know yourself 
in Christ. It's harder to know who Christ is if you don't build and know who you are. And the only way to do that is if you're constantly staying in his word, seeking him, and figuring out what it is that God wants for you. I've had many revelations in the past couple months about what God wants for me as a wife. And while I'm still struggling, it's still hard. That That's the whole thing with this is I'm doing this along with you. I am just as much trying to build and cultivate my marriage as I am trying to help others do the same thing. So I don't want you to feel like I have it all figured out because I don't. But I'm constantly trying to ask God for guidance and wisdom and strength every single day to know what I need to do for my marriage to help it be the best that it can be. There are days when I completely f- forget, lack, just am distracted by the fact that the world is loud and crazy and there's so much stuff going on. And I forget to seek God and read my Bible and and read my devotionals and journal and do all these things to get closer to God. And I think, which is the second part of this, is the enemy is always going to try and steal, kill, and destroy your marriage. That's what his job is. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. So with that being said, we need to be on our guard at all time, knowing that the enemy does not want us to be happy together. Because when we're together, what happens? When husbands and wives are on good terms, they're seeking God, they're focusing on God, what are they doing? They're, they have a good, happy marriage, they're raising Christian children, they're being good influences to their peers and their family and their church and everything. But then that brings on the good influence to other people, which then those people can start seeing that Christ-like attitude and then they do that and then it just outwardly spreads to, to everyone and everywhere. And that's exactly what Satan does not want. I love the saying uh, that goes with this is um, thieves do not break into empty houses. Thieves are only going to come in and steal what's valuable. So you're so valuable and your marriage is so valuable that both God and the devil want it. But we can't let the devil come in and try to steal what we have. Because how many times have you noticed this in your life? When you're seeking God and you're reading your Bible, there tends to be a lot of things that actually happen that you're like, why is this happening? Like, I feel this friction. I fear this, like, this pushback. Something's just like holding me back or distracting me or trying to get at me. And stuff kind of goes wrong. And you're like, what? I'm, I'm with God. Like, what is the issue? But when you're doing the things that, you know, you're maybe not supposed to do or maybe they're just not seeking God, you're kind of left alone. Things kind of seem like just complacent and and just basic and nothing really is, there's no friction. The enemy's not going to disturb you if you're, if you're not seeking God. He's already saying, you know, why disturb them even more? If they're not following God, there's no need to disrupt. The enemy is going to steal what you have because it's valuable. So you need to have that in the forefront of your mind every day. You have to be thinking to yourself, when there's an argument that arises, okay, there's an argument, 
we're having uh, a disagreement, we're angry at each other. Why is this? And start looking at the root of what's really going on. It's the enemy is trying to divide and distract you. I've really started implementing this in my marriage. And now every time we have a fight or a, dis a heated discussion or a conflict of any kind, I literally take a check and I, I check myself and I say, okay, is what's happening now actually a problem or is it something that the enemy is creating in order to divide my husband and I? What is it that is really the root of the problem? And, and most of the time, couples are fighting with each other when it should be them against the world. We should not be fighting with one another. We should not be, you know, battling it out with each other. We should be together fighting against all the things that are trying to steal, kill, and destroy us. Once you start putting it in that perspective of the enemy is trying to disrupt the balance, disrupt the flow in my marriage, it really makes you start thinking about all the different times that you've had arguments, all the silly fights, all the things that were so petty that really weren't that big of a deal that we just blew out of proportion. I know I can think of in the past couple months a dozen things that we fought over that was so minuscule. Like it wasn't even something that we should have been fighting over. But the enemy just has a way of just twisting words and making us feel like we have this, you know, anger or this resentment or bitterness or whatever towards our spouse. And when you really think about it, it's like it's th that stuff isn't important. Yes, there are things that are issues and we're going to work through those things. But we have to remember that all that petty little fighting, all this... Um, this you feeling a certain way about your husband. I know I have people who have told me that they are, they are just annoyed at the sight of their spouse. Like their spouse could literally not be really doing anything wrong, but they're just generally annoyed. Like everything they do just annoys them. And I've been in that place and I was like, wow, when you really think about it, it's like if there was no real reason why you felt like that, you have to know that's the enemy coming in and trying to cloud your mind and cloud your vision toward your spouse and and say, you know, you they're oh look at them. They're they're breathing wrong. You know, they're they're I just hate the way that they those stupid little things that they do. I just hate how they do that. I hate the way they respond to this. I hate this. It's the devil just attacking and attacking you. And even now just thinking about it, I'm like, wow, like if we could just get couples to think in this mindset and just, you know, kind of create, this is kind of what um, my husband and I, I've started implementing lately. When we have a fight or a disagreement, think of a word or a phrase or something where you both know when you hear it, it's just time to stop. You could say pause, freeze, stop, hold on. Wait a minute, I don't care what it is, but just say a phrase like pause. We both need to give our time, our brain time to calm down, chill for a minute. Because, you know, when these situations happen, we tend to say things that we shouldn't say out of anger, out of just, we just take the backlog of all the bad things that have happened and we just kind of shoot them at each other as ammo. And that's just not right. We need to stop doing that to each other. 
So think of a word or a phrase and just say, okay, pause. We need to calm down. We need to either pray together, pray separately. I recommend together, but you know, if you just can't stay on the side of them, just go pray, read your Bible, take a minute to calm down and reconvene after you've kind of calmed down a little because when we're in the heat of that friction and that discussion or that argument, our, our judgment is going to be clouded because the enemy is literally trying to pit one against the other. So we need to just take a break, say, hold on, let me get my head together. Let me just chill for a minute and we'll come back, reconvene, and we'll talk about whatever the issue is with a level head. And like I said, there are going to be bigger situations than just your basic petty little fights. But we're going to talk about all those things, communication, expectations, sex, intimacy, money, parenthood. We're going to talk about all that. But I just need you to know that we got to have God at the center of everything, of our marriage, because that is going to give us the foundational steps in how do we handle situations, how do we handle each other, how do we move forward, how do we... we act and respond like Christ, all those things. So those are very important. And then the other thing is realizing that the enemy is going to come in every single day and try to steal what you guys have. He's going to try to separate you, divide you, distract you, and make you pitted against one another. So I like to have this as the first episode just because this needs to be the basis of what we're doing. This is the basis of what we're dealing with. We have to have God at the center so we know how to respond. We have to know the enemy is going to try his best to try to divide and separate us. The last bit of this I want to say is we need to be praying for our spouse every single day. We don't know what our spouses are thinking sometimes because they may be hiding and and pushing down feelings that they don't talk about. Um, that is one thing we'll be talking about a lot is being vulnerable and open with your spouse. But I know a lot of men tend to not do this because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to show their emotions. And so I think it's really important for us, especially as wives, to pray for our husbands and lift them up to God every single day because sometimes they're fighting battles we just don't see or understand. You know, I know that I'm at home and my husband, he travels for work and he's gone all the time and we have different battles. He has the battle of he's alone a lot and he just wants interaction and to be with people. And I tend to be very overwhelmed because I have five kids, I have the house to think of, I got to pay all the bills, I do everything at home so he doesn't have to. But we each have our own set of, of hard things that we have to do. And I don't think we know what the other person's going through because we're not in their shoes. They may be dealing with things from their past, their childhood that we don't understand, trauma, all that kind of stuff. We don't know. So we just need to lift our, our spouses up in prayer every single day. Even if it's a great day, an awesome day, everything's going great. Lift them up and just praise God and thank God for allowing him to let such a amazing person in your life and you know pray for their weaknesses you know what their main weaknesses are pray for them lift them up pray for them I also want you to pray for yourself pray for you to be a good spouse pray for you to be 
the person, the spouse that God wants you to be. We all have different roles and relationship ins and outs. Every relationship is different. They're not all the same. And especially in this day and age where women are working and some men are staying home and the dynamic's a little different, we really need to be praying for ourselves as well as our spouse to know that, okay, I have a duty as a spouse to do this, this, and this, but I need help. I need help every single day knowing that I got to be a spouse for my husband or my wife and I need the strength to do it because I can't do it on my own. I need God's help to do it. So I just want these things to be the foundation of what we're doing because, I mean, I'm going to talk about this throughout this whole podcast. God has to be at the center. He has to be number one or else you're going to find yourself in a much rockier place than than you have to be. You don't have to be there. We choose this. We bring this upon ourselves because the world is so influential and it clouds our judgment. So we just need to have God at the center. We need to recognize and always know that the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy our relationships. And we need to be praying for our spouse and ourselves every single day to be the best person we can for our spouse and to lift our spouse up and cover them with prayer and cover them and protect them from all the things that we just can't see because we're not with them all the time. We don't know what they're always thinking. So this is going to wrap up episode one. I am really excited for the next couple episodes because they're kind of my my niche. They're my favorite things to talk about. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you on the next one. God bless.